0: i don't know where that came Ooh. from i want to be Hello. like Rochelle.
1: Rochelle. look i actually
0: i have some cleavage which is not typical it's because i'm pressing them together i actually like, don't don't really have cleavage but it's a it's all an illusion it's a zoom illusion
1: oh i love that well look. you know the boobies look very nice and juicy. No. getting booby. Well,
0: Welcome to the juicy, the juicy duo mm-hmm. of Getting Juicy, uh, myself and Hero Prince, Rachel Rose mm-hmm. and Hero Prince.
1: Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Hello.
0: We have, um, I'll let Hero explain who we have on the show today, just before we have our little ridiculous banter.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So we have Mike Zaremba here. Just to make sure my phone is silenced. It is. We are good. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> um, so we have Mike Zaremba. Who is the one of the co-founders and owners of Float House, which is Vancouver's, I would say, initially initial float spa um, studio of many float tanks and other services, including hot and cold therapy, infrared sauna, um, and, and crowd therapy. I'm not sure if they still have it, but they did, and maybe it's now in its own space. But they've have a space for self-care and healing that is extremely profound to human wellness that I have had the chance to experience in the past before they had, when I was there and I was floating quite a bit, I was a float ambassador, which no longer that program is there.
0: I'm interrupting you because I feel like not everyone might know what the hell a float, what floating is.
1: It's so, yeah.
0: essentially it's a sensory deprivation tank. So the things that were popular, I think in like the sixties or seventies that were like out of style for many years. And then all of a sudden just have had a resurgence around, I guess the, the early to 2010, maybe something like that. Or like, um, which is crazy. So, and sorry, I I interrupted you, but I just realized I'm like, you're going on about floating. And I'm only just saying that because I, I had a flashback, Aha! Uh-huh. I had a flashback to when I first heard the word floating, and I had no
1: uh-huh.
0: f- fucking idea what that even meant. And I was, <laughs> I was in a te- actually, I was in a yoga teacher training at the time, probably just down the street from the first original float house in Gastown. Mm, yeah. And I was at a, uh, and I, I'm just like, I'm just cannibalizing this conversation right now. Um, but just because that flashback of hearing that terminology, and this was maybe like just over a decade ago, and I, I was like. And everyone I was with were like, oh, yes, we know what that is. And, you know, no one even described it to me. And they were all just like, you know, nodding like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. That's great, man. And I'm like, and my, to myself, I was like nodding along like, yeah, I have, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. It sounds cool, but I I didn't want to be the loser that asked what that was because I was in yeah. a yoga teacher
1: training. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So, okay. so adding to that, um, it's a form of rest, R-E-S-T, um, restricted environmental stimulus therapy so essentially like when you go into a float tank you are in complete isolation of all the all the main senses of the body so seeing hearing feeling uh tasting not feeling no well well, feeling in terms of like um you're not touching anything and what you're feeling is basically neutral like you're in a okay in in a shallow bed of highly highly salted or um ozonated water basically um giving yourself the ability to remove any sense of presence yeah you're you're neutralizing everything that feel like you're just hence the term floating right yes so mike uh, is one as i mentioned one of the co-founders and co-owners of float house in vancouver uh and it started in gastown uh with a five tank facility that then became a nine tank facility and it became the largest Float space in the world uh, with that many tanks, as far as what I've read and understood.
0: Well, if you didn't see my expression there, if you're not watching this, I just my eyes went like big freaking saucers because what I didn't know that in, so the, world? Was, in the world in the at one point.
1: Well, from what I remember, the original marketing and that. branding. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that's they were really excited to have the most amount of float. Um, tanks and chambers in the world at nine which is phenomenal so
0: they're not cheap like those that 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 operation is really extreme and i've done i i did it and i was hooked it's awesome it's amazing i wish um i wasn't such a neurotic um hypochondriac because now well and we'll talk about all this stuff with mike because i know like with the pandemic going on like that must have shut his business down for a while mm. which is interesting because if we think about it with the salt and the cleanliness i mean that's like really killing germs act i think in mm-hmm. general so mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's interesting when's the last time you floated
1: hero i like, oh it's been at least like five years i would say i wow. have a yeah. very very long time uh i definitely miss it i definitely desire it i've thought about um Heading over and getting a membership of some kind, um, but I haven't yet. But I think in sometime in the future, I think I will find myself back in that environment more. It's definitely one of those things that is so um, powerful to your mental health and well being, and also physically yes. to your body because it's literally just hitting pause. And even if the mind might not fully pause in certain ways, the body has an ability just to. to take a chill, take a the opportunity to either be passive or active. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing Like with floating, you can be completely in there and fall asleep. And then all of a sudden, it's like time just floats away. And yeah. there's other times where I've gone into the float tank where I've been very active and very stimulated, but it's not necessarily in a negative way. So yeah. what I want to say in terms of like we were thinking of a juicy question um, and how this would pertain to Mike, uh, to floating and stuff. And so I don't know if I'll be able to have necessarily an answer to this, but what would be juicier for you? Would it be the float with drugs or some kind of, I guess, influence or floating with just your own brain in its own state?
0: Yeah. So that's a good question. So it's like, yeah. So the past few episodes we've changed up the, the juicy questions. So What's juicier floating, I guess, like, to, to simplify it, floating on drugs or floating with no drugs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really the right person to ask about that either, because I have never done shrooms. And I know that, like, microdosing and all that stuff is, like, a very popular thing right now, but not just popular. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it works, especially I've heard for mental health and that's a whole other, Oh my God, we could go up. You know what? It'd be great to get someone actually on that has a lot of knowledge around that. Cause that would be a great mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't have, I also don't have enough knowledge, but it's a great question because I think people do sometimes think of those types of those types of tools or things that people use like floating and they find it synonymous with, you know, pot with marijuana, with like some sort of hallucinogenic because mm-hmm. it is kind of a, It could be looked at as like a woo-woo kind of thing, right? Where people associate it very hippie kind of, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. And there comes Mike right now. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, it definitely can be considered in that way. But I think I think that's interesting is that some people think it's from a different generation, which in some ways it may be. But then you come into this type of era and decade where it's not, uh, and it's become such a very identified form of. Self-care, wellness, uh, personal development, and also psychic development too.
0: He's just a tie teensy tiny, teensy tiny. That's a word apparently. A teeny <laughs> tiny picture.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, Mike. He's just can you a hear little us? picture. Yes. Sorry, I'm just getting my background <laughs> set up here. It's all no good. No
0: yeah. That's we're we're very candid on this podcast, so and I always even though I know our guests know that with the email we send out, we are already recording and I just want to let you know that as well.
2: <laughs> okay, no problem. No problem. I, I just want to make sure my background is looking stellar for... Oh, I like it. Let's see what I want here. <laughs> well, your what sound sound
0: quality is phenomenal,
1: which... Oh, that's great. That doesn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> which
0: doesn't surprise me either, because I know you, you used to have a, have a podcast on your own or yourself as well.
2: Yeah, well, actually, I'm just going to be doing this from my phone, but <laughs> I, I nice. guess... My phone is good. Let me just uh, <laughs> try to find the, the appropriate background for See, this. See, it's,
0: it's, we're part of the sensory deprivation. We're depriving ourselves of sight and seeing him.
1: So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> great, actually. That's great.
0: It's, it works perfectly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know what, though? It's funny, actually, looking at the thumbnail, because it's so small, it kind of reminds of Adriano a little bit.
0: What? That's my husband, Mike. I don't... <laughs> oh, I, really? I don't really see that. I'm sorry. Like, I should be sorry. I don't know why I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, it's a compliment. Secondly, you look at the yeah. damn face every day, and I don't. So that could be-
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And Mike, Mike, we're only just starting to do these kind of after dark style episodes because we've usually we were recording in the morning for quite a while. So
1: yeah. Thanks, Rachel.
2: <laughs> no worries. This Hero is, uh... Hero
0: wasn't a morning person.
2: No, um, so not no. <laughs> It takes takes a couple cups of coffee to get the brain going, some right.
0: He doesn't drink coffee really either.
2: I drink I drink I drink drink lattes
1: now, but you know for a certain period of time.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: Okay, let's go with this one here. Sounds good. Okay, this better
0: be like the best background I've ever seen.
2: (laughs) There we go. Well, Uh, it's
0: drum roll.
2: Uploading. There we oh. go.
0: I love okay. this. I love the anticipation.
2: Uh, totally. Bear with me, folks. Here we it's go. all
0: good. If you're listening to this, see this is this is where you have to go onto the YouTube channel, and actually watch mm-hmm. this. There we go. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> love I'm that. Working. Let me get my lighting a bit better here. Hold on.
0: Oh my god. Oh, that's
1: brilliant, actually. That explains the anticipation.
0: I love yeah. it.
2: want to be inside the float tank awesome that's awesome
0: with your dry clothes on like how is that is that a new is that a new feature with you guys now it's
2: yeah actually dry flotation thing there there are beds that exist that uh you can just they have like a little fabric over top and then you can just line it with your clothes on so a little little less wet and probably just yeah a little more convenience in some ways but maybe a.
0: are you pulling my leg are you serious
2: I'm serious. Oh, wow. I've never been in one. I've never seen one. I've Hmm. seen them online. Um, But uh, yeah. So that's awesome. Very cool. Awesome. So, Mike, I I
1: gave a bit of an introduction and Rachel also added her two cents as well. Uh, One thing we wanted to be really um, candid about with you and yourself is that in our podcast, uh, we are super candid and we don't necessarily always just want to know about what someone already knows that they're known for, whether it's the industry they work in, if it's the things they've accomplished, um, because everyone asks those questions. Everyone wants to know about those things and it can be sometimes meaningful, but also a little bit repetitive repetitive or predictable so we always let the letter guests know that whatever they're comfortable going into about how they got to where they are and who they are in their daily life the things that maybe they don't know about them regardless of how in-depth or how superficial it might be it doesn't really matter Uh, right so let this be a place for you to just open up and share whatever makes sense for you in the moment and uh, we will follow your lead as we have that open candid dialogue as well
2: okay Cool. That sounds good. No, I mean I haven't done a podcast in oh my goodness. It's been at least a year and a half, maybe two years. Well, yeah, about two years. So this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. So thanks mm. for the invite. Awesome. No problem. Yeah, yeah we're no problem. we're
0: stoked to have you. So where where are you um where are you calling in from? I'm <laughs> like, how I'm old saying- am I? Uh, Caller, where are you you're in your car?
2: I'm in my <laughs> van. Um <laughs> I'm the background. Um no, my, uh, I was, I was trying to meet up with somebody. My kids are at my parents' place right now, so I'm just in their parking lot. And so <laughs> I it'd be probably less invasive to do it here than to have little kids outside the door trying to get to daddy. So mm, makes sense. Absolutely. How many yeah. kids do you have right now? I have two boys. Yeah. I have a four year old and a one year old. So wow.
1: wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's an incredible thing that you're you're married. You got a got a incredible partner. You're a father. Like time just has flown by, it
2: seems like. Definitely. Definitely a new era for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So with that, okay. Well, I mean might as well just kind of dive right. No pun intended. Dive, dive right in here to the tank. Dive right into the to the combo. Um, well, hero, something that I just don't want to forget to ask because hero said something before you hopped on. And he said, and it could be wrong, <laughs> but at one point, you the float house had so many tanks that you had the biggest facility with the most amount of tanks in. He said the world, but I don't know. That's pretty
2: yeah i think we did True. yeah gas had at one point nine as a single location had nine take tanks going Mm -hmm. and um and i think that was the largest that i was aware of in the world um you know when we first started in 2013 with that location there was not that many uh flow centers around in operation and um we And we didn't open with nine. We, we grew to nine uh, about a year and a half. in. so around mid-2014, roughly, was when we had nine going out of the one center. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then that was the largest to my knowledge. And then uh, one opened up in LA uh, that had 10. So oh,
0: uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> do yeah. they know? They're like, they're like Hollywood North. No,
2: no. Oh, yes. <laughs> purpose. I talked to the guy at the float conference several times. He's a great guy. Um, he's just yeah. like, well, we had to do 10. I'm like, but, um, yeah, so, but since then we've we've actually shrunk our floating, we've actually, uh, done a little bit of diversification and, uh, we offer at Gastown six floating rooms, like, you know, four cabins and two tanks. And then we have RMT, hot, cold contrast and a sauna as well. So just uh, a little bit other healing modalities to kind of, uh, you know, stack the wellness if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's incredible that you've been able to diversify that as well, not just to stay with what's happening in the industry, but what's happening with the communities and the general needs of the population as well, um, and, int- and also even introducing them to one that might get them to an- another. Uh, so I remember you had cryotherapy briefly um, in the space, and it was kind of a partnership or renting out a space. So that's what I wasn't sure if that was still part of your space, and now annoying your list, it's currently or not part of your space correct
2: yeah that's right yeah cryo was with us for uh, about a year year and a half i'd say um unfortunately vancouver coastal health deemed it too dangerous so um he was able to continue operating uh mm. which is really, because it, it uh, in my personal opinion I, I felt it was extremely safe and, and very effective and and people uh, really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um it wasn't his operation there was just a random case in las vegas that spooked them, I guess. And so, mm. um, you know, um, he, he ended up moving to Toronto and he's still trying to get back in operation in Vancouver, but, you know, red tape takes time. So
0: Oh my gosh. And speaking, speaking of red tape, so we'll like, let's take it back to, and we, we already, you know, talked in the beginning before he came on of, you know, what, what is floating? We kind of went over all that kind of stuff. So we don't really, necessarily have to but i even said to hero like there was a time where when it first did come come out again in about 2013 when you guys open and i was just telling a bit of a story of, i was actually at ryan ryan lear's teacher training one of his trainings and people were talking about this floating and i was just saying how i tried to play it cool like oh yeah like i know what that is but i had no idea what they were talking about and so i had to like look it up <laughs> after so with that being said what was it like you know, getting into um, an industry or, you know, to kind of re-educate people as to what it was, or even to get, I would would almost assume that there was maybe stigma is the wrong word, but um, an idea, a predisposed idea of what it was because of how popular it used to be with hippies. And like, what was that whole beginning stage like? I can't imagine how.
2: Basically you take every emotion you've ever experienced and, and uh wrap it into a ball and that's what it was like i mean now it has, <laughs> down in its pains and its triumphs um and it's ongoing you know it's still a journey that we're on obviously mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's but in terms of the beginning it was really i mean it was fascinating to be on the grassroots level of of this reemergence of floating basically uh, floating yep. did have um an era of popularity uh, in the 70s and 80s kind of died off um in the late eighties, early nineties for a couple of different, um, you know, uh, reasons that people have cited that I've talked to uh, historically. And, and then, um, and then really it kind of came back primarily in my opinion, because of the Joe Rogan podcast, um, Joe Rogan actually, has been float- he's been a floater for years, even prior to the podcast. And obviously when that blew up and just the nature of his show being such a generalized talk show, uh, yeah. would come up with conversations from time to time and, uh-huh. uh, it just took off from there and then there's this one video in particular that someone huh. on, just mashed up on youtube of one of his rants about floating and it was just a very good video um just very inspiring uh, put to music and stuff so it's this very oh. intoxicating and that's what i um kind of got triggered onto it this is probably like 2000 2010 i'd say um yeah. and so uh you know, getting involved with it uh, just personally wanting to explore it myself and then um realizing, you know, there's not really, there's no opportunity here to try that. Um And uh, so, you know, we had to go through a huge education process because at that time, not many people, but thankfully like that podcast of his, of Rogan's podcast was on this like exponential curve of, of popularity. And so, um, you know, that did a lot of help. It, it really, you know, spread the word quite a bit but but like you said people did have a lot of miscon like misperceptions of what's the experience like what it's used yeah. for. like rogan talked about it from a very like um uh you know it's i was like doing a psychedelic but without doing a psychedelic you know so everyone's right. like oh, on the float tank am i going to have this mushroom trip experience and and that's you know it's not that you can't have very very unique dream experiences in the float tank that definitely is a part of the lexicon but it's um you know, it's not, it's not, it's not probably, I'd say, the norm for the, for the first timer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Get people on the same level of what to expect that this is a practice. We approach it as a practice. We started using that sort of languaging very early on to say, like, you know, there's a skill split and there's a, a personal relationship yeah. that you develop with the space. And um, you need to go through that your own unique process of what that is for you. And some people will go in there one float connect right away have this very like wow that was incredible and other people will go in the first time and they have to get out after 10 minutes you know so you have literally the full spectrum of experience between you know getting out after 10 minutes and um, or or even just people it's like i'm never going in that thing ever you know yeah. so um so you got to be able to kind of uh you know bring back to reality those the mushroom trip seeking people deep- and then also encourage and support that process of someone that's really curious, but very apprehensive about going to the space. So, and sure. everything, in between, right. So it's, um, it yeah. definitely has developed a lot of my communication skills and, and how to approach it from, from every unique perspective.
0: So how did you approach it personally then? Were you approaching it from, from what angle? Cause I like, just speaking for myself, for me, it was not really that psychedelic, experience that maybe I was looking for. I we both talk a lot about mental health um on this podcast. And we both have um been mental health warriors. I like to use that word now <laughs> for many years, uh, whether it be anxiety, depression, all those kinds of things. And that's why I went to float is because I was looking for another tool in my toolbox to help my anxiety. So I'm just right. curious where like, you know, it, it sounds intriguing, like a great business idea and stuff, but personally how did you kind of come to it or how did it help you i guess
2: I, i was definitely drawn to the altered states of consciousness perspective um i've been practicing yoga for uh several years before that really got into meditation and um i wanted to explore the the tank space you know conceptually for me um when you you know take away all perceptions of external stimulation then you're really just left with with your with your inner being you know your Mm -hmm. thoughts your feelings the the physical sensations of your body your breathing and just being in that really uh intimate experience with yourself and then but then being in that environment allowing the nervous system to relax so deeply and that's the thing like that's the unique thing about this environment is that it. It allows your nervous system to get such uh, such a deep state of relaxation a very unique state, very different from sleep, really. It um, doesn't replace yeah. sleep. It's just different from sleep. Um, but yet then you start to work with your own, you know, um, your consciousness, really, of, of just, like, experiencing what that process is like from a meditation perspective. And that's what I was really into and curious about. Um, I've, uh, you know, I was never, yeah, I, I haven't had any, like, mental di- mental health no- uh, diagnosis personally so um you know I, w- I was more just from uh like a curiosity consciousness exploration kind of perspective but that's not to say i didn't and i still don't get tremendous like just mental health benefits from it you know like especially Absolutely. this past year and a half Been a wild ride for everybody in their own way right and so um, then really just relying on that space to, you know, ah, just keep me, keep me going in different ways, you know, in terms of quelling anxiety and, and just, uh, tension and stress and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you make a good point as well as, you know, we're all different brains. We're all wired differently as people. Uh, so that makes a big difference in what draws someone to any outlet, any kind of activity, any kind of experience and to each their own. But what I'm curious about is, is that, you know, you've been practicing yoga and meditation for a little bit. How did you end up getting on that path of your own self-awareness um, for the lack of better terms? You know, how, when did that start for you in your life?
2: It You know, it's funny. I think it kind of started early on in my undergraduate university days um i uh and, and actually i think it kind of the catalyst was was heartbreak really my first girlfriend mm-hmm. that separation just um the pain from that you know of like with that you know that heartbreak that first heartbreak is is, is at least for me it was really rough you know mm-hmm. um and then um just kind of being open to other um I don't know. Just like, actually, to be honest, it was the secret that remember that book and mm-hmm. the movie. The secret. It was the movie I oh, watched. Yeah. My dad introduced it to me, which is funny because he's like the most non spiritual guy I know. Sorry, a train's <laughs> going by right now, so uh, bear with me, everybody. But I can't um, hear it? <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> nope. no, not yet.
2: <laughs> not, um, so I and there's a few chapters in that in that book that really started to just like open me up to a different awareness of 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 you know, energy and, and life and just a different perspective that I'd never really been exposed to before. I, I did not grow up with any sort of religious background. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents never really spoke of spirituality in any sense like that. Um, and so it's just kind of this like natural organic process for me of just, you know, mm-hmm. being curious about something and, and then following that end. And then so that just led to different books to read. Um, I did a big solar backpacking trip. Um, after I graduated. And that was quite, you know, um, just traveling alone is very reflective, seeing different cultures, doing lots of reading and journaling and, and then got into yoga and meditation. So I just kind of started to, you know, again, like, yeah, it's just a process of self-discovery and self-relationship discovery with with reality, with being, with, with this whole existence that we find ourselves in, you know?
0: Yeah. So you weren't like necessarily influenced by some somebody. It was you kind of on, on your own, on your own accord
2: yeah so well this- and, another experience i had was um i was watching the movie what the bleep do we know mm-hmm. oh, and I've that
0: for I, ages yeah
2: yeah either i haven't said it in ages but it was, i was watching that and there's something at the end of that movie that like there's a line or two i was watching it in my brother's bedroom by myself with the lights off and um i don't remember what the line was but there's something at the end it was just like very impactful i just like it was the, one of the last little lines of the whole thing and the movie stopped and I just closed my eyes and I kind of went into whatever that um, meaningful um, you know, line was and I just had this sort of like, yeah, it was just like a, an expansive experience, okay? Like yeah. it was like tapping to like the calm, like kind of going into myself in a meditative way, but induced by watching that film, kind of setting that up for myself in the dark room and just having that experience of like let's go on what's what's what is what is this you know what is this mm-hmm. experience I'm having as a human being, and so mm-hmm. it just kind of that was like one of the first sort of uh experiences I can recall having that sort of like you know i, I don't know what you call it, like a transcendent experience i wasn't but i'm I'm still there, but it's just like i'm i'm, exper- I'm experiencing myself in a unique way, yeah that's how I describe it okay, Basically.
0: this is sort of like a a bit of a tangent, but um Didn't the guy that direct that one of was isn't he involved with Nixium? What's Nixium? Oh gosh, okay, we won't get into this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like that's a whole that's a whole Nixium is it was this cult like crazy cult that actually like a lot of it was based in Vancouver. There was a there was a documentary Mm. on it that came out not that long ago, and there was like some of the actors from Smallville were really heavily involved in this, Mm. you know, kind of bettering yourself type. Ended up being like this cult. Anyway, we won't. Anyway, we won't get into it. But the guy, but I think that the guy that that made that movie was a part of the cult. But he was the one of the guys that got out, and he's got a very fascinating story. Anyway, he's he's a really cool guy. The guy that that created that.
2: Yeah, Sorry. I mean it was it was, an, it was a very unique film for me to watch. I've never seen yeah. anything like, it or it kind of just opened my eyes uh, to different uh, things and and just opened my mind a little bit, you know, in a way that I've never awesome. opened. And that, you know, and then I just kept following that thread in different ways throughout my life, just kind of being open to it. And, um, and then, you know, yeah, floating found its way into that, um, shamanism fell found its way into that. And, uh, and and then, and meditation, yoga, those were like, those are like my kind of four pillars of my own personal spiritual practice. But I mean, you know, ultimately like anything's the teacher, everything's the teacher, you know, it's just like, what awareness do you bring into any moment at any time? Mm -hmm. So.
0: Well said. Yes.
1: Yeah. And in terms of the pandemic and how the last kind of year and a half or two have been for you, um, I'm curious, me and Rachel were both curious kind of to know how has that affected you and your lifestyle and also as a business operator and in a place that is supposed to cultivate serenity and wellness and introspection. Um, have you found that it's been a gradual way of figuring out how to kind of make it happen and keep going through have you found it's been extremely stressful what are some of the lessons or takeaways that has ha- that have happened uh through that process of revisiting your business
2: model i mean yeah it's it's been extremely stressful um last especially last summer when we were locked down and uh, didn't know if we were going to make it through um not really getting a lot of support in terms of like different types of aid out there uh you know it's it's funny how certain businesses qualified for certain things other businesses did not and as you know don't you know i mean and obviously in hindsight you can pick apart the the, the inefficiencies of different things but in the moment they're just you know people are trying. You, you hope that people are trying to do their best and um you know so we were on the brink but ultimately remaining open was was the best choice. And so, um, you know, we went back into it with just, you know, well, if we don't do this, then we're going to get extremely hurt financially, you know, and that's going to yeah. dramatically impact our, our, families. And, uh, so we had to just kind of go into it with everything we got, we had, uh, which wasn't a lot because we didn't have any financial resources. It was just like, okay, what can we do here? And, um, you know, that's why we started to the diversification process more intensively. Um, and, uh, and, and, and then we did different, like we, so we added the hot cold contrast therapy and we did a crowdfunding kind of campaign to do that. Cause we didn't have the capital to do it. So thankfully there was a demand for it. People got on board. Um, we were trying to use, uh, was it go GoFund- not go me, but one of those crowdsourcing platforms, but our, yeah our use case wasn't applicable. So we just had to just do it through our channels and just like hope that people trusted us, that we would follow through on this. You know what I mean? And, um, they did, and it was incredible. And and so since we've kind of reopened, there has been a uh, tremendous momentum, actually. Um, a, a lot of people, I think, use this reflection of, of health uh, and like, you know, this, this, this disease that's going around to be reflective on well what's their state of health what are they doing with their own lives and i we, i do see there's like uh, a movement of personal responsibility towards health and um and obviously there's just immune immunology health but then there's also like your your mental health and um mm-hmm. you know this is uh, a very intense existential experience i think for everybody whether they're aware of it or not i think this mm-hmm. is massively existential not because necessarily the, th- the, th- the threat of death but just like how all encompassing this thing was for the whole the whole society, yeah. and so it's been you know we we reopened had uh, you know people come right back all the all the previous members came right back to us uh, and then and then more people kept showing up and so it's been very strong, and um, you know we used that time also to try to make our business as efficient as possible. we really didn 't have a choice, so we had to make it as efficient as possible. We'll, right. we'll, while still staying true to our core of what we are offering and not sacrificing the quality of our, you know, of the core of our service, which is floating and, and just the service itself of, of um, you know, maintaining the best quality floats that we can. But how can we, you know, how can we make this business more efficient? So like, you know, asking people to bring their own towels, like it is right. less, one is a sanitation thing for our staff is like, let's not have them handling as much you know, towels for a hygiene perspective. Um, and then also just, it's just people can bring their own towel and, and bring it home with them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. share that. That goes a long way for us. Like one towel that people yeah. bring, uh, you know, is like, you know, we have to do dozens and dozens of laundry. So it's just trying to think of creative ways that, mm-hmm. um, you know, either, and either we're going to survive or not. I mean, that's, I do respect free market economics in a lot of ways because either it's going to work or it's not. And, and you know, if people, value it enough, then they're going to support it, you know, yeah. if they, they want to. So I think there's elements of truth in that. And, um, and so, so far, so good. Like, you know, here we are and it's, uh, and thankfully, you know, we, you know, being a personal service establishment, um, you know, we don't have to, turn anybody away, like everyone can come float with us. We don't have to verify for vaccinations, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just like, it's just, we needed every help we can get. And so, you know, if it is a 10% population that's not vaccinated, well, we need that 10%. And you could argue that our demographics of health conscious people, there might be even a slight skewing to less, you know, less vaccinated people. And so that's going to hit us harder as a health and wellness business. Um, you know, so and, and I'm not going to go into that whole rabbit hole, but
0: uh, you <laughs> no, know, please we, don't.
2: <laughs> we could, we, yeah, we couldn't yeah. take percent uh, clientele loss. You know what I mean? Like we can't yeah. we can't afford to do that. So thankfully, we weren't mandated to verify mm-hmm. vaccines, and we can just you know anyone that wants to come up flu can. And so that's that's very it's been very important for us.
0: That is, well, I'm very happy to hear the you know the happy ending. I mean, I know I know there is the ending is not. <laughs> Here, but you know what i'm saying i'm really happy to hear that i i also wonder i'm not a wonder but i know that especially now because we were talking of a few minutes back about you know how sensory deprivation and you know i mean i need to like throw this away sometimes like i now more than ever with all the shit that's going on in the news and just it's so overwhelming people need things like your services more than ever now. Mm-hmm. Are you noticing, I mean, I, I can not only imagine the, the people that are coming in, are you noticing that there's, there's more angst or they, are they, are they more appreciative? Are they more like, is there more emotion? Is there,
2: Yeah. Like, how is yeah. that? I say we're, we're, I would definitely say that sentiment is there. I'd say that we're getting people expressing their gratitude for this space that exists and Yeah. It is supporting them in different ways. Um, And granted, you know, we have people come in from, for all different reasons, you know, people that come and float from like, whether it's migraines and and post concussion syndrome stuff, all the way to obviously mental health issues, and then just Mm -hmm. chronic pain and muscle tension, you know, like, er like, there's lots of different reasons why people come and float. Mm -hmm. And, um, but people, uh, yeah, I think you know, so something like this too, like, you know, we're not on insurable benefits. People pay money to come use that this. Um, yeah. They dedicate the time to come down and see us and use this space. Um, and so, I don't know, there's a lot of uh, re- reciprocal gratitude going back. Obviously, we're so grateful for them to come and use the space. Um, and they are expressing a lot of gratitude that we exist, uh, a unique space to, for them to come. And yeah, like you said, disconnect, mm-hmm. take a pause, slow mm-hmm. it down breathe, be, and, um, you know, and check in, you know, like this has been a very confusing time in a lot of ways. And you need to process that, you know, like you need to give yourself yeah. space, time, however that is, whether it's in a float tank or not in nature or whatever, but time alone to kind of settle the nervous system and be, see what's kind of constantly bubbling up to that's, you know, maybe needs your attention or you need, you haven't integrated it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is just one, one of a great, I think, one of the best spaces to do that, you know, in a, any float tank, not just at our absolutely. center, but so, absolutely. Absolutely, um, yeah. Lots of gratitude. It's been great, you know, and we're that's... very, very lucky for that. So, well, I
0: think I think Vancouver has a really close knit, amazing, holistic community. I feel like they're they're really that really exists, and I think you saw that with people supporting you, and you know, you getting back on your feet. So that's really awesome to see and to totally. hear. And yep. I, one thing I want to, I want to dive into because we haven't really talked about it at all is getting in business with your brother because mm. you, were, <laughs> it was a family member or just, you know, talking about the business, we've talked a lot about, you know, the spiritual aspect and, you know, the, the, the uh, all the, the great things, the benefits that come along with floating, but were you a business savvy? Were you a business guy? Like how did
2: not, yeah? Do not you have really. any
0: experience? Yeah.
2: Um, I, I got into small business through a family business, um, a coffee shop that my mm-hmm. parents started in 2001. Um, I joined the business in 2009, um, and and my brother was in the business in 2008. And so, okay. once we started to work together there, that's how we learned small business. And um, and
0: can I, can I ask where that was? Because I'm from Vancouver too.
2: Vancouver, yeah, in North Vancouver, we run a Tim Hortons location actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you
0: run the one on Marine. <laughs>
2: no we don't hopefully I was like
0: I was no I just like all my high school freaking memories or just after high school was like 24-hour Timmy hoes all the time like there you go all the time three in the morning whatever (laughs)
2: like in Canadian communities for sure and uh, you know so we that's what taught us small business and you know we spend a lot of time working together there um but and, and as we learned small business um we were we were naturally pretty open guys and and I guess you know we, we would just like shoot ideas back and forth and and definitely this was the the, the time again two thousand nine two thousand ten podcasting were just kind of exploding, so we kind of would you know we talked about different ideas we saw on podcasts and stuff like that and then um you know floating came into our our well we were looking at other businesses too we just started to like think about what kind of business can we do? We analyze businesses and then kind of like try to understand like how they would, uh, uh, you know, like what was good about them? What, you know, what could it be improved? So just always, it was just like um, something we were interested in, you know, was, mm-hmm. was, once you learn about something and kind of get involved, you can't uh, not see it anymore. And so, um, but then, yeah, we we came across the floating in general and just, you know, the entrepreneurship wheel started turning and, and uh, we just decided to go for it. You know, mm-hmm. we just kind of worked together, created a business plan, found investors and, um, and went forward from there. And naturally we, we both have different strengths and different weaknesses. And so I think we, we know each other quite well to play off on that. And, um, you know, actually before that time too, when we first started working together at Timmy's um, we uh, we started to do um, martial arts together uh, jujitsu and, and you know, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing martial art and it's a grappling martial art for people that don't know. And so we'd be grappling all the time. And it's very, in this very controlled manner. And to be honest, we worked through like a lot of like our maybe subconscious, you know, sibling angst, or through this physical grappling, because um, we would get very intense with that, but then yeah. we'd have to reconcile it the next day at work, or you know, or after the, the sparring session, or whatever. You know, so awesome. it was a very interesting kind of therapeutic tool that uh, right. helped us to just work through um, any any of our stuff that was unaddressed from you know, and, you know, and, and, and improved our communication and gave us opportunities to improve our communication. And I think that's yeah. what's really helped us uh, remain strong throughout the last almost 10 years now. Oh so. my
0: gosh. So you're still partners. Should- yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's very impressive working with family members and that long of a relationship. That's,
2: I mean, that's it's impressive. A, a sword. like you have to have the right relationships and levels of communication to make it um, yeah. doable. But if you do, then it's like, who do you, who can you trust more, you know, and who can you like, you know, like, if I need to go on vacation or whatever, I'm like, well, it's in the best possible hands that I can think yes. of and vice versa. So you can start to get some synergy out of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit Because you have like such a, uh, you know, reliable, trustful bond, you know, yes. it goes business. It's because it's family, you that's know? True. So, and so plus you
0: saw growing like, up, you grew up with family business. So that's also, yeah,
2: a, right. Yeah. Mm. Well, my, t- my parents were actually teachers before they got into business. So we kind of had, you know, the, wow. the public, Side of it and then and then they went that later in their careers and so um it was kind of a, a new thing for our whole family getting into small business quite later on and in, in life i was in, i was a young adult at that time and they were um you know uh, in their middle age so yeah
0: yay you can yeah. change at any time folks that's it it's
2: true it's <laughs> gonna happen you know like yeah wherever you're at right now in any situation like this too shall pass things will always change that is the only constant you know so yeah that's for ever know what life is going to bring you follow Mm -hmm. just follow the thread
1: yeah. Well, and also what I think is really amazing is that there are lots of local Vancouver-based um, businesses that are very small, started out very small, maybe some that are still the same size, but have gained in uh, followership and commitment and loyalty and stuff. And I think it's nice to know that there, you and your brother are two other pioneers within the community of health, wellness, uh, food and beverage Um yoga meditation like there's a lot of people that can be putting this on the map and say hey you know in our lifetime and our legacy whenever we go you know we can say that we contributed and we were a part of this next generation of people mm-hmm. um and contributing to their own personal development their own wellness their own mental health and mm-hmm. to say like hey like what do we do with our lives well we accomplished all these things You know, and you're so still in the beginning of this journey in some aspects. And so, what I'm curious to know, is like, have you given thought to what you would like to see happen in the future? What you would like to see happen for your own um, personal life, your own professional life, and how that might look like with your brother and your family?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes it's hard to look too far ahead. Um, I'm not gonna lie, because you can get really (laughs) dug down into the details of, of running uh you know, brick and mortar small businesses. But um so I'm pretty focused on that kind of stuff right now just because that is my life and obviously I got my my young family that I'm you know um raising. But uh I mean I know that for sure like that the last 10 years like the amount it's taught me not only about myself but just about life and small business and um community uh, in general is, is going, it's like, you can't buy that education. Like, oh. like the school of hard knocks is just, you know, invaluable and mm-hmm. like, you know, <sighs> and here's a part of that and success is a part of that, you know? And, um, so I don't know what the future holds. Uh, I definitely, um, I'm always attracted to, to health and wellness. Um, I think there's other areas, uh, that I would be interested to getting involved with, whether it's sort of like uh, retreat centers of, of some oh. sort of nature. I was, I was on the board of maps Canada for a couple of years and I mm. uh, was very inspired by what's happening, the work of what's going on there and that whole movement. I think, I think, um, you know, psychedelic assisted psychotherapy is going to be absolutely revolutionary for the human race. That's what I believe over the next yes. 10, 10, 15 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a, 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 an X factor that people um, like, unless you've had those types of experiences, you don't even know how powerful it can be and how transformative it is going to be. And, and as a collective going through that, um, you know, properly with intention and care um, and guidance and respect and, and all of that, I, th- I think it's going to be tremendously, um, uh, I don't know, uh evolutionary you know it's going to really heal a lot of problems yes. that i see um so I, I don't know if my future has uh elements of that in it but um definitely inspired by that i've had personal experiences that you know really shake you to your core and um i think it can be tremendously serving for for so many people so we'll see okay
0: though okay I have a few questions now then because that's funny we, we were going to maybe go down that that road of psychedelics potentially I mean that's like I guess would maybe that's one of the first questions you get asked maybe I'm wrong but it's like oh can you like is it okay if I'm on drugs will I go float? is that do you do that like is that is that a pretty common conversation that you have with people um perhaps
2: you think um okay I think people um i think people will experiment on their own uh obviously we don't condone that at all liability purposes um however you know like we're we're not really regulated in that sense but obviously safety is primary and so uh i always want to encourage people to be to be safe to be responsible um because you know like yeah i mean floating can be you don't my personal opinion is you don't you don't need anything. Okay, floating if you if you if you're able to let go enough, floating can be as intense as anything of that nature. Uh, yeah. Period. Um, and and so you can just work with that environment and work with yourself. Now that being said, people do experiment for sure. I, I've experimented, um, yeah. and so and uh, you know I think you have to just kind of take each experience whether it's with a substance or not, um, you know, very, ah, I mean, just very personally and don't, yeah. don't compare it to anything else and, and, and just take it, uh, um, for what it was what it's willing. to. I mean, I think everything comes down to intention. Okay. So what is your intention? Why are you doing something? Do you have a good why? Or are you just like, I just want to see what this is like? Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe you can go a little deeper than that. You know what I mean? And so, um, I think having a, a good clear intention uh, and also being really smart is, is uh, kind of part of the uh, best practice with all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I mean, it, it happens. Um, we haven't had any, any bad issues or, you know, any, any negative experiences. Um, but uh, you know, I, so it's, but it's natural. I mean, human beings, and I think yes. not and all, all animals explore altered states of consciousness Mm-hmm. okay like that's something that's throughout the animal kingdom um and so you know I, there's nothing wrong with that just because we have yeah. I, I personally you know laws that um have made it illegal to personally alter your own state of consciousness uh with a substance i mean um, it's, obviously it's a double-edged sword and i'm, I'm not talking about narcotics i'm not talking about things like heroin and and uh, crack and meth and things like that. I'm talking about like spirit plant medicines. Um, they're very different things, but you know, they're kind of lumped yeah. together historically. And I so, know.
0: and being yeah. responsible and again, intention, a intention behind. Yeah. And, and also
2: history and the cultures yeah. that these medicines are from too, you know, and like mm-hmm. their cultural friends and like, you know, so we're, we're living in a very interesting time. Um you know, as as a species uh, being globalized, being hyper connected digitally, but yet, you know, our our sense of tribal community is is very different now. You know, like we're, we're yeah. such a hodgepodge of a species in different ways. We kind of cover everything. We, but it's almost like you know, in that uh, exponential growth is a chaos that we have to to bring a new order to, you know, within ourselves first and primarily getting Mm -hmm. comfortable in our own existence and having those connections that are really important internally and externally. And, um, you know, so it's a very, I mean, I don't have nothing else to compare it to, but it seems like it's a very bizarre time to be a human being.
0: Uh, I, yeah, probably. I, I think I personally, I think that we, we almost have too much at our fingertips. First of all, like there's too much. We're just we have access to too many things, and it gets gets very confusing. And you know, even when when culturally speaking, I mean, we can we could take like this little bit from this culture, and that's wonderful. But it also is very overwhelming. And also, then where again with regulations and things like that, like you're saying, like where where does one thing start, or one thing end? How I, I do think that in the near future, even microdosing like sh- mushrooms, I think are going to be. Uh, like legal sooner than we than we know especially in bc um how does that you know kind of filter down towards businesses or what you do i don't i don't know i mean i I, you would know better than i would but i feel like we still have a lot of red tape perhaps to jump through in that respect
2: and i think those things will be regulated in certain ways like they'll only be Mm -hmm. professionally administered through you know therapists that are trained however there's going to be obviously like um, personal exploration with these things—I mean, it's already happening. Like, God, you yeah. have time. I mean, mushrooms are very common, but I think yeah. I think people, you know, and it's definitely a growing movement of people becoming much more uh, respectful of these medicines and their experiences that they offer, and doing them in maybe more intentional, ceremonial ways. Versus just, you know, saying going to wreck beach and doing some mushrooms, you know, like, yeah. and it's not, I mean, but, but also too, it's like, who's, gonna, who, who are, who's anyone to judge how somebody wants to do something? I, I do really, you know, as That's long true. as you're not anybody else, well, either you're going to, you know, learn a beautiful lesson or you might learn a hard lesson or, you know, we're all like, you know, life is so subjective in so many different ways. And it's like, you got to really watch not to be too judgmental. Um, because you wouldn't do something a certain way you know um or it's like oh they should be do- having more reverence for this or something like that well look this is they're just on their path you know like you have to kind of honor respect where people are at and in like and obviously but hold yourself to the, the highest standard you can and, and you know tr- as much as you, as much as you can with compassion obviously but um you know Absolutely. so I have my opinions on things obviously and that's fine have pe- your own opinions but also like people are on their own path too and they're gonna have to learn they're gonna have to learn their way through this life as well just as, just as we all have right so absolutely mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but out of all this dialogue what i'm wondering a little bit of and i'm sure that i don't think they would be combined but has there been any businesses that have tried to combine cannabis and floating considering how like cannabis is so legal now like people have cannabis shops everywhere it would make it kind of different substance different stimulation but some people correlate the two things together getting a natural high has there been have people asked you about that in terms of not you doing it specifically with float house right. has there been people that have thought hmm, what if these two things went together and they were under one roof or
2: something right. like that? i mean I, there's nothing like formally structured in that way that i'm aware of mm-hmm. um however i mean yeah cannabis and floating can go very well together they're very complementary whether and that's whether you're uh you know vaping smoking or ingesting um i you know they, but they can also and this is my i mean so yeah i mean I, there's nothing uh too much on the radar but people do that probably the most common out of anything is, mm-hmm. is combining cannabis with floating and uh and i've done it i mean gosh i've probably floated just as many times using with cannabis as i have without um yeah so i have lots of experience with it but and and ultimately like whenever you're working with any sort of like um you know plant medicine of that nature it's, it really comes down to what's your own relationship to it and mm-hmm. i get back to intention why are you using it and trying to also check your own you know like we're really good at tricking ourselves and lying to ourselves in different ways to justify certain things of why i'm doing something or why i think i need this you know and so um, I've at times had relations with cannabis where I felt uh, it, it wasn't serving me. And yeah. other times where I felt it was uh, incredibly epiphanic and, and, and beautiful and healing and connecting. So, you know, um, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's important to remember that. Yeah, kind of like just um, how, how, you know, just be aware of your relationship to something like that whether you're using inside a float tank or not. yeah, And, you know, because again, we're really good at tricking ourselves sometimes too, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's, sure. it's so funny that we're talking about this because just before uh, you popped on, we we tend to ask our guests, for a while it was, what's, it was a silly question by the end of our podcast, but we've changed the question. And now it just kind of, it more pertains towards each individual guest. So the question for you, which I feel like you might've already answered is, what is juicier, floating on drugs or floating <laughs> without drugs? But it's interesting because you said you've done both almost an equal amount of time. So I wonder is there is a is there a preference for you?
2: Yeah. I'd I'd say without, for me okay. personally, yeah. Um, yeah. have like a, let's say a really deep float experience without. I'd say it's it's usually just it's just it's just better personally. Yeah. What does that mean to me? To me, that means like it was just a little bit like I with when I especially like with, I'll just use cannabis as an example. Um, the energy of cannabis can actually at sometimes prevent me from going deeper. It's mm-hmm. like it almost holds. It's like that energy is, it, it has its own uh, unique vibration, mm-hmm. and um, and when you're when you ingest cannabis, you're kind of going to be in that vibration of cannabis. Okay, yeah. merge your vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can sometimes prevent me from, let's just say going deeper again, whatever that means subjectively. Right. But that's yeah. just how I call it. Whereas yeah. when I, when I'm just, just me, just mic vibration and go into that as deeply as I can, I find that's just more profound. I find it's just, it's like when I have a deeper personal experience without cannabis is. It's just deeper than than with cannabis because cannabis gives yeah. it's like the, the vibration of the plant is always with you. The spirit of the plant is with you, and right. it's just me, you know. Yeah. Uh, me mean like well, it's not just I don't know. It's just a different experience, obviously. But um, no deep, filters, no filters. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the word. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ends or something, but like mm-hmm. there's no no filter exactly, no buff- mm-hmm. and no buffer is another way to think of it too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So not one's not better than the other, but for me personally, when I've had a deep non cannabis float, um, it's usually more profound.
1: It's amazing. For sure. And one thing I wanted to also say is, is that before you popped on, I kind of shared a little bit with Rachel just, and or whoever ends up listening to our um, chat with you, was the extreme benefits of how floating benefited me at the time that I was more um, active within that as part of my self-care. Um, both you and your brother giving me an ability to be part of your space um, briefly as an employee and then continuing that as a representative of your community through marketing, through ambassador, and through being in the, in the space. And you know those times were extremely pivotal in my own self-discovery of who I was um, and learning what my needs were and how to access my body in ways that maybe hadn't been prior. Uh, So I give you and your brother a shout out, not just to myself but to those that you did open up your space to they provide them the ability um in ways that might have been a barrier for them to access what that kind of experience was um and i've been thinking about you know float house probably for the last year and a bit to be honest uh and wanting to be back there and wanting to be uh in the space a bit more uh so i wouldn't be surprised if you saw me coming in a (laughs) little bit more in the future um because i definitely need it my body and my brain are fried and uh I couldn't yeah. think of a better time than the pandemic to uh, give back to for anyone to give back to themselves uh, through mm-hmm. floating and through other forms of self-care like that. Just that extra bit of touch that no matter what you do on your own time, there's something that floating can provide the body and the mind that your own manual therapy just it just doesn't compare to that. You
2: know, so it's, cool. it's very powerful. Yeah. Well, thank Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it's not. Um, I've heard that from many different people, you know, and that's probably one of the things that when, when this chapter of my Mm -hmm. life is done, I'll probably reflect on a lot more. It's just like uh, those stories that I have heard from people getting incredible value of, of this, using that space at very unique points in their lives, you know, like uh, and and that that happens a lot with our employees who have worked with us, who who work with us and who have worked with us in the past is they, they've kind of come into floating and float house Um, at a unique spot in their life and and you know we're very open and we encourage our employees to float as much as possible so they can you know connect to it authentically and share that connection with with our patrons and um and 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 they do they use it a lot and a lot of them (laughs) have used it to to you know just work through different eras of their lives and so um you know and, and i'm sure that's happened even more than i'm aware of and that's uh you know, I think when I look back on this phase of my life, I'll be very, uh, I think it's gonna be very humbling and very like powerful to be like, wow, like it, it really did help people in a unique way, you know? And um, I kind of get tied up in the details of of, of it all now. Um, and I don't get to kind of zoom out as much to reflect on that, but I, I do believe that will be probably the bigger things that I do re- take with me after this chapter is done, you know? Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, will this be out before <laughs> the end of December? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. In prop- t- yeah. We have some really awesome promos going on right now. So you can check them out on our FloatHouse.ca page in Vancouver. Amazing offer to get into floating. Like I could throw a promo code out, but these are better than promo codes. So great awesome. To- so like, um, yeah, if, this, if you're, if you're in December, go check it out. Cause there's some good deals going.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll try to, I'm going to try to get it out by even next week. So I think. That's great. Yeah. And well that's that's actually like almost a perfect kind of wrapping up of this whole gift that we're giving people right now. Um is there anything you want to add that you haven't already and I know how many locations do you have now? Actually that's a question I have.
2: Yeah, well my brother and I we own and operate one location in Vancouver. Okay. We did um, that we closed down a few years ago the, the lease was up there and we just decided to consolidate down at that time but there's uh, two locations on the island that my cousin runs uh, one in oh. one in Victoria one in Langford and um, there's Float House Abbotsford and Float House Edmonton so they're all independently owned and operated great people um, that just love floating believe in it and uh, are sharing it with their communities. So if you're watching this from one of those places, um, definitely check them out, give them support. And and also if you're not, if you're checking this out from another place, just go on flotationlocations.com. There's probably a float center near you if you're curious to try it out and uh, give it a shot. Cause like, yeah, it is a great, unique environment to explore. It's not for everybody, but I believe it could be. It's it's really powerful. So
0: I could not agree more. We had one in, Ver- I'm in Vernon actually. There was... Yeah. And there's, it, I think when I first moved here about almost five years ago, there was one and then they had to close very sadly. She couldn't make a go of it, but, um, it's and I tough, remember, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Tough little business, you know, like, um, and, and even in Vancouver, there's many shops that have come and gone mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, it's rough because, you know, the, the owners have gotten into it because they just have a, a, a passion and, yeah. and, you know, makes so much sense. It's like, yes, of course we need to disconnect a little bit. We're so hyper-connected and got a lot of distractions at the, at the touch of our fingers. Um, we need the space to, to really disconnect. So it makes a lot of sense, but, um, it's, it's just very challenging. You know, we're, we're kind of competing with everything else that distracts us, you know what I mean? And, And sometimes people do have resistance and want to avoid that, but I do believe that most people will come to it when they need it the most. You know, like, it's not like maybe you don't need, maybe you're in a good space, and you're okay, and you have your self care going and, or, you know, it just hasn't come across your radar. But uh, I do believe that people will find it when they need to find it, you know, it's right there. And, you know, those little synchronicities of a friend mentioning it, or you just catch it online or something, who knows, right? Like, those are the little messages of like, Oh, maybe there's something here to explore. Mm -hmm.
0: love love it
2: yeah and the
1: last thing i wanted to did did mention actually with covid i'm sure this is a bit harder but um do you do you have any idea of maybe hosting certain kinds of events that would combine the gifts of floating and wellness with other forms of modalities do you want to create more of that in the new year once covid might lift enough to allow those kind of shared community spaces where we people and culture have maybe been lacking that. Um, and sometimes those spaces of calm spaces connect people together. Have you wanted to create anything like that or keep it purely based on one's own experience and coming in and out for their appointment and for their session?
2: Oh yeah. I think, I mean, we've, we've kind of dabbled in different ways in the past on that. And I think definitely there's a great opportunity to have group experiences mm focus on on many different things whether it's art related or you know or meditation or dream work or Mm. um you know whatever it is different healing practices or or group work you know like or or, um you know you know business collaboration or or creative thinking you know whatever there's there's many uh opportunities that they although floating is this isolated individual activity um, we have many devices. We have six tanks and, you know, a group of people can come in to, you know, maybe have a group intention, but then go have their individual experiences and then reconvene to, to share and to talk and That's to open true. up because, you know, floating does definitely shift your vibration. It shifts your awareness and then coming out and sharing that and knowing that everyone has kind of been in that same, uh, their own personal vibration of floating mm-hmm. together. I think is really powerful. So I think there's tremendous opportunities to have, um, whether it's us leading them or other community leaders bringing in groups to just lead it out of our facility. I think, you know, uh, we're definitely open to all that type of collaboration as well.
0: Absolutely. I cannot wait to see what happens and what, what, what transpires for you. And I'm sure they're all great things and I'm very much looking forward to following you. And And
2: I say like, we do have um, hot, cold contrast therapy, which we didn't really get into,
0: right? Yeah, we didn't. That's true.
2: But this is a quick little pitch. It's a sixty-minute session. We have an infrared sauna, and it's a private room shower, infrared sauna, and this cold plunge. So, I mean, you probably uh, see, yeah, yeah, cold water immersion right now. It's it's like the hot thing to do. No pun w- intended. Wim
0: Wim Wim Hof. Yeah, it's like oh, it's yeah.
2: Awesome. I mean, I just, one of my favorite things to do is to do hot, cold contrast therapy. You come out of that thing feeling like you could, you know, you can fly. Like you feel like a. it's really good for pain management, tension, stress. It's incredible. So I just want to throw that out there because uh, it's awesome. a very, very good experience as well.
1: Fantastic. That's great to remind. And you're right. It is very much on the trend right now, but I think it will be a staple and not be just trendy. I think it's going to stay around just because it's accessible totally. and people know the, about it. I
0: the think so too. and the
2: pudding. Yep. Well, think mm-hmm. about
0: like I mean, think about even I know we're now we're 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 kind of blabbing again. Hey. But think about think about like the Scandinavian spa. Like I mean, Sc- right. that's the has that been around for ages, and you know that that culture. I mean, that's well, the culture that whole thing's been around for oh. freaking eons, right? So yeah. it's just well, something that yeah. you know us in North America were only maybe introduced to not as long ago, but it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna go away. It's right. just gonna be mm-hmm. another staple.
2: I, no, yeah. I mean. Con- yeah hot and cold uh they're they're, me- they're both elemental medicines right yep. like you know the the indigenous people of this land would have uh their sweat lodges mm-hmm. and yep. who knows they go and plunge in a river after that you know what i mean like they like it's, it's a really it's a no-brainer and so i think that was definitely uh, a part of many many cultures for a long time and there's good reason because it's it feels amazing you know and and actually it can become a spiritual practice in itself your 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 energy gets shifted so much and even you can think of it scientifically the vibrations when something's heated they're moving faster all the particles and electrons are moving when it's cold they slow down and that when we start to oscillate between fast slow fast slow hot cold hot cold it starts to just move your energy just like breath work just like uh, yoga does right it's a different way of moving energy and so, um, you know, using the hot and cold elements to move the energy and then sitting in that and being with that when you go back to the sauna or in the, when you're in the cold, um, you should try to meditate in both of the environments. Cold's obviously harder to meditate in, but you can go really deep in meditation with cold. It's it's powerful.
0: You know what? You just made me realize like why Wim Hof's uh, breathing technique is so intense because it is. And have you done his breathing technique as well? That. But- yeah so and it is it's almost like hyperventilation in a sense right. right but it is that extreme it's those extremes right and then you find the peace you find the calm you you get the hot and cold like you just said it's makes a lot of sense yeah.
2: yeah yeah definitely so that's a little you know like and I've heard this term tossed out there uh from a different center and I think it's I really like it. it's this transformational medicine you know and there's lots of things that can transform you and lots of lots of things that can shift your energy and vibration but I really think that's uh, that's a term that I I really resonate with now. It's like transformational medicine, being proactive, and uh, using these holistic modalities to bring your your being into optimization and, and doing yeah. these stressors of of uh, of intensity uh, to to rebalance your your system. You know, I think like that's just the future of of health and wellness for sure. Not just us, but like just. These holistic modalities, we're going to find they're they're going to be way better than any reactive medicine. I mean, use that when you have to, obviously. Yeah. But um, you know, this proactive medicine is uh, you know that's that's the that's you know that's going to be the protocol in the future. I think everyone's habits are going to be transitioning that way.
0: Right. Well, what and one last thing? Because it's interesting that you talk about. Well, the, and it's so cliche and silly to say, but the future really is now because. For example, a few months back, we had um, a doctor on the show, a psycholo- psychiatrist, excuse me, and Dr. Dr. Rachel Yehuda from the Mount Sinai um, Hospital or University in New York. And she was talking about, you know, being a psych- psychiatrist or psychologist. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to butcher it now. For so many years and specifically studying the inter or uh, generational trauma for Holocaust survivors and how it's intergenerational has passed down. And what they're doing now in her clinic, is all about um, microdosing. And, you know, that's, that's what they're doing. They're trying to treat patients from, you know, PTSD and all those kinds of things and intergenerational trauma with that type of, you know, holistic, that modality that you're talking about right now. So that's, it's that future, like it's all happening right now. And- Absolutely it's just gonna, it's gonna catch on like wildfire. It already kind of has, but
2: definitely. Well, I, yeah. it depends on like what you're exposed to, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I think for anyone that's kind of internet based with their media consumption, it's like, oh yeah, this is all happening. But for the populations that are more, let's just say corporate media based and legacy media based, um, that's, that's true. It, it's kind of getting peppered out there. It's, it's eking in there a little bit, but um, you know, so, and that's the demographic thing, you know what I mean? So obviously like, It's, it's, um, there's that divide to a degree, not, I mean, there's lots of crossover, obviously, but, uh, you know, it'll get out there more and it's only going to grow more and Mm -hmm. which is good. It's going to make healthier people, holistically healthier people. And that's what we all need. Cause if we all can be healthier individually, well, I think collectively we'll also be healthier as well.
0: Amen. We can leave. That's a good, that's a really good way to end the, the uh, conversation, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time. In fact, you and your brother were two of the first people that I actually said to Rachel and Rachel kind of tested that. That said, you know, I really yeah. want to have, I want to have the Zarembas on the show. I think it would be a perfect uh, kind of full circle with them having their own podcast back in the day and uh, their relationship with me in the past and our development. So kind of meant to be that it, we've been around for a year and a half now and it's nice to have you. Year and a on.
0: half. You're just adding a few months on. hey. <laughs> <I'm> just teasing.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, it's nice, It's great to have you on. And I know how uh, busy and everything is going on, especially with your additional life and things happening right now. So thank you yeah. for giving us your time. My pleasure. Uh, and it's nice to see you.
2: Likewise. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. time. And good luck with everything you guys got going on. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank back on a podcast so thank you thank, thank you so much. much have a good I'll
0: night. shoot you those links when they're out <laughs> awesome. awesome take All right, care, take care. Mike. bye thank you bye